Welcome, everybody, to episode 126 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at hello, hello. at Two on Three Pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and you can find my campaign to be the mayor of the chop completely failing at CD Villa Senor on Twitter. And Ty is off this week due to ennui. But joining me is our good friend, Josh Tufts. Where can we find you on the social media? I am mounting my small campaign for a Seattle City Council office at Joshua Tufts on the Twitters. You should. What are you doing? Skeletons. Skeletons. And <laughs> <laughs> I think the vetting is not something I'm looking forward to. I have lots of ideas. I just don't want people to look into my previous like, ideas. Well, well, like. Yeah, I understand that. That's like big city politics. Like I get to I get to pedal around in like little suburban politics. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it just but um yeah, you, you, being a big league politician, that like takes real money to do Seattle city council stuff. Anyway, that's a uh, it's crazy it, cuz it's crazy over there anyway. It is indeed. I took a little tour there a couple days ago uh a little tour through the Chaz. I think the, I think you're Chaz supposed to chop. refer to it as the Chaz is the location and the Chop is the action. So the Chaz <laughs> is like the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone is the physical area. And then the Chop is the Capitol Hill... Occupied uh, protest. Uh, yes. So one's a verb and one's a... No. They get to, for for people who for people who don't want rules, they seem to have a lot of rules. They do seem to have a lot of rules. Yes, like a lot of unwritten rules. Yeah, but uh, the Chaz Chop, as it were. But you got a chance to you got a chance to uh, to to tour. I did. I did. I took a little solo tour. I wasn't prepared to take the youngins down and give them, you know, like the uh, life lessons. Uh, from my obviously wise, privileged uh, experience, I'm sure I would have a lot to offer for them in that regard. But I decided I'd hang out solo, and it was, it was basically like, uh, and I don't mean to diminish the effort or the attempts, but it was like the worst street fair ever. It just like a lot of people around, and there was you know, vendors yeah. here and there. There were important messages, and you needed to go glean those and uh, what have you. But the thing that was really interesting was there's just like this energy in the air where people are waiting for something to happen and the something to happen was um and apparently this like there's a state of readiness like there's yes. a state of alertness yes like, and and you see that from the uh i can't remember it's not a taco squamous but there's a there's a taco place where the deck is closed but that's the medic station and they they run like there's they they just run out of there and they're like in some sort of panic and you have no idea what they're going to, uh running around for but um, the, the, the tense moment I saw was, uh, a large gentleman on his Harley with his rap music and he was going to definitely drive in. He was going to go down the closed roads, what have you. And you could just see, um, when the, um, gentleman that probably could, uh, you know, uh, have some, some mental care facilities take care of him, decided he was going to follow right behind him and dance along with it. And it's just like, you could just like hear like the gasping or that you just felt like this energy of people like, what's going to happen? There's no cops here. Let's see what happens we kind of thing. Know. And I was just like, oh boy. Yeah. But, but what, it, it, it went without incident. It did. Um, and so uh, I was lucky. Uh, I will say that uh, either the next night 
was the first of the two uh, shootings. Mm. And then the next night was the the second shooting. Uh, so I was not there for those, but you could definitely see, I mean, they, in a, in a 10 block radius that I walked, mostly people chill, cool, what have you. Um, one paid for security person who mm. clearly did not want to have anything to do with any sort of anything other than trying to get cars to turn down this one street um, what have you. Um, and the only people that I ever thought looked like they were going to be in trouble were some, um, people that were out there for the selfies, the people that were climbing Got up it. on the painted Jersey barriers to get the best possible picture. Um, I was just waiting for people that were there with, you know, serious intentions to say or do something. And I just didn't ever see that. Thankfully. Were you, there, were you there during the daytime? I was there from, I would say about five o'clock to nine o'clock. I mean, I, mean, I really still, didn't I mean, hang it's out. still light out. I mean, it, was, it yes. seems light out late these days, so it wasn't dark. No, I was, uh, I did not, uh, the, the torches hadn't come out. <laughs> you didn't want, you didn't do the Chaz Chop after dark. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Who knows what happens there? Yeah, well, here's the thing. If you can't, if you can't provide me like a quality corn dog or a, or a uh, funnel cake, like I, I'm not coming to your street fair. I, I, I walked out of the Chaz official area and got my Euro. Then I brought my Euro back into the Chaz. So I've, I've already import exported oh. in and out of the Chaz with no tariffs or anything like that. Yeah. You're like a, uh, you're like a, you're like a, a smuggler. There you go. Across, across country lines, international, international smuggler. Worth it. <laughs> Absolutely worth it. Well, anyway, tonight uh, Josh is joining us, which is great. Uh, we're gonna in segment one we'll revisit some of the uh, some of the the ideas around kids and getting them to perform. Josh has a different set of kids, an older set of kids, um, so it'll be interesting to compare and contrast. Uh, in segment two, we're gonna imagine some movie series that should have been. In segment three, Josh will take the AFI hundred best quote quiz because I like to quiz people. No One of my favorite things. Um, of course, the Dejatwa. And in the OT, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take a look back on the single life. As our friends at uh, Reasons are masturbatable. Um, <laughs> put reasons, on their show. Reasons were obviously single. <laughs> I'm calling them Reasons are masturbatable I, from, the, from here on out. Sorry, I Matt. It's just, ha- it's, it's just happening. All right. Anyway, so uh, here we go. Segment number one. So the uh, maybe it was last week. <laughs> the time moves. Time moves very slowly in quarantine land. It in was semi quarantine land. Yeah, it, it was either in, a week ago or four years ago. We're not sure. <laughs> it was either last week or last October. Um, but we did talk a little bit about our kids in that you know like. We wish they would apply themselves. Now, I got to imagine my, my dad and mom probably sat behind closed doors and was like, Jesus, if he would just try harder, if he would just apply himself more, he would be much more successful. And my, 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 my question is what? More successful than this? Look at, all the, <laughs> look, at all the, look at all the wonderful things I have in my life. Oh. What do you, I mean, what do you want? I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a thousandaire. <laughs> you have your own castle you have, have practically a moat right yeah i mean these are you know i've have i have so many things i'm so successful i just uh you know really, really should i have tried harder yeah, yeah. who knows 
<laughs> but uh, but but I have a, a high schooler. Oh, actually, uh, our girls are are in the same, same grade, grade, right? Yeah, Correct. they're they're both uh, going to be freshmen to sophomore. Rising sophomores. Um, rising rising sophomores. <laughs> I've got a. I've got one going into middle school. You've got one firmly in the middle school. Yes, he will now be the middle of middle school. Uh, for been, well, I guess that's not uniform all across the world. So we're six, seven, eights. So he will be a seventh grader. Yeah, I had I had explained this to my to my mom the other day because we had like a little graduation dilio sure. for um, and she saw the pictures and she's like, he graduated. Is he going to? He's going to middle school. Is he going to seventh grade? And I'm like, no, mom. That's only back in like 1904 when I went to junior high. It was we went to sixth grade, and then junior high was seven eight. Yes. And then and so and so I was like, I had to explain that to my mom. Like, okay, yes, he's going to middle school. But uh, but yeah, so it's 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 that whole sort of thing. And then you have a then you have an older an older stepson who is wrapping up the college experience or has wrapped it up or he is in the summer he is doing summer quarter what will become his uh, junior year oh okay or finishing his junior year what would be going into a senior year actually i should say yeah yeah so uh so you've got a you've got a wide range of experience you've seen you've seen you've seen kids go through all the transitions from high school to college yes from uh from middle to high school yes so let's 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 talk a little bit about like the whole thought of if you tried harder you would do better. And we're, and we're talking about from a from a sports perspective yeah, or any from, perspective from all... you want. I mean that's the I mean just whatever they like to do. I mean obviously school we want our kids to try hard. Sure. Cuz I'm in the same I, oops, sorry. I'm in the same boat as you with the regards to like school when I actually like gave a little bit of an effort was like relatively easy from a B plus A minus. I could get a B plus A minus with minimal effort for the most part. Relatively sure. intelligent, could put together an organized thought, but more importantly, could BS my way through or at least appear relatively competent in comparison to other people. So anything right. graded on a curve, I was in pretty good shape. I always tell my kids that school is a game you need to learn to play. Yes. Like it's not always about what you know, but mm-hmm. how you structure your thinking. Like if you can structure your thinking and communicate that to your teacher, mm-hmm. you're going to do pretty well, even if you don't have, quote unquote, the right answer, right, every time. Yep. So, yeah, so I, I benefited from that as well. <laughs> nice. So I always have that is kind of my framework in the sense of, and maybe I'm in that same vein where I'm like, okay, I would like something to be slightly different with my kids. I'd love if they tried just a little harder than I did. Sure. Maybe maybe they could accomplish, and, and I have no false illusions that we're you know we've got a World Cup team member, soccer player, or a future lacrosse star, or what have you. Um, I mean that would be great. Um, I I'm much more of that mindset of I hope they have fun, I hope they enjoy themselves, I hope they feel some sense of accomplishment and progress over the course of their youth um, and development in that regards. Um, in that same vein, I mean you mentioned the older one, the older one, he's got a ring kid his kids high school soccer team won state championship so he's got hardware wow. uh, that he can you know he can use that for the rest of his life <laughs> he can lord that over people <laughs> high school soccer state championship you have one of right these here. do you have one of these <laughs> listen i won the state soccer championships yes um 
so I mean we've seen we've seen that and we've seen how much fun and how much interesting that is. I mean that was uh I mean I would love for the other kids to experience that. That was probably one of the most amusing moments is his mother seeing kids in the stands with the um little miniature fat head versions of his face. Oh yeah. And they were, you know, or um people with signs with his name on it kind of thing where she was just like, "Oh, oh, oh my." <laughs> yeah. No, it's good to be involved in a in a with a with a high school that is successful in, in at sports. Like that's a, you know, I had that experience too where where we were we were margin we were like state quarterfinals of football. I mean, but yeah, that's great. And those are and those are fun things to have. I mean, I didn't play football beyond that, which is fine, but the um but yeah, you're always trying to get them to do better. Like, and because you, you and I are probably similar in that we provide our kids a lot of support in terms of their sporting. Mm-hmm. Right? There's there's coaching that gets paid for. There are teams that get paid. For. There's travel <laughs> that, that, that <laughs> happens. Now, oh, now I I would have to tell you that I know that that it's mine small peanuts compared to compared to like golfing. Like golf is fun, is great, and. And you get to kind of practice when you want to and go places where you want to and all that kind of stuff. When you're, when you're involved in a team sport like soccer, like a club soccer situation, like there is, there's like real travel involved. Like we're taking the team to Vegas. We're taking the team to California. We're taking the team to Colorado. Like there's some, that's like real deal. Three, like, three out-of-state trips minimum per year, and that's assuming you don't make uh, regionals and nationals, but I will tell you that you say club soccer to my daughter, she might club kick oh, what, you what, in the what, head. What, what, what do we Premier. call it? Premier. Pre- I'm sorry. Premier. Premier. <laughs> Premier. <laughs> Premier. Oui. Yes. Très bon. But yes, yeah. no. I don't want was, to belittle it. <laughs> yes, please do not diminish. Do not diminish the effort whatsoever. Uh, but yes, uh, that was the running joke. Um, a lot of parents. This is the conversation on the sidelines that these kids have to earn a scholarship because we're paying for their college, their college funds right now in the travel. <laughs> which, if you do the math, I mean, you probably could just save all that money, let them do whatever other sport or activity they want to, and just pay for college. Right. You shouldn't be doing this seeking a scholarship. Right. But it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a whole different conversation because I know a lot of people have issues with the way we organize soccer for, for young people in this country because <laughs> we're not producing the best soccer players, Correct. but, but still, I mean, but because you're paying a decent amount of money, you know, I mean, my kids, you know, I want to make sure they have the best gear. That's <laughs> the it's funny because my wife is always saying, it's like, you wouldn't send your kids out without the best gear. Like, no. Like why would I do that? Like, that she she always laments the fact that when she was a kid, like she basically got whatever like it took to just get her into an activity, right? Just like sort of the bare minimum. Right. I'm like, my kid if my kid's gonna like do something and like are are relatively committed to it and golf they're pretty committed to it, so I don't mind buying them like exactly what they need. Um But uh but when you put in that kind of when you when you give that kind of support, you'd like to see a little something for the a, effort. A, a little something, you know, for the effort. <laughs> for the effort. And it, I mean, do you get? Do you give them the? You know, I had to golf in the snow uphill both ways. I mean, oh. the sticks. You, you learned to play golf wrong-handed, right? Yeah. I mean, they didn't have left-handed clubs when I was growing up. I be, I basically got a free set of clubs from my neighbor. Right. Yeah. They were like. I think I was probably. I was probably uh, six or. I was probably in sixth grade. And I got a set of ladies' clubs from my neighbor, 
And I looked at him and I said, well, they're right-handed. <laughs> so I'm just going <laughs> to learn. I'm a lefty. I'm just going to learn to play these. I'm just going to game these. Wait, could you try imagine having that conversation right now with your significant other? Like saying, oh, yeah, it turns out our kids are left-handed, but eh, buying that equipment, eh, we'll, just, we'll just have them switch. It'll be fine. Like, there's no way that flies. No, no this day and age? <laughs> no way. Not a chance. Not a chance. The um, No, there's no way. That, that's, that's not even a... I think my brother, and I've probably mentioned this before in the show, but my brother's probably one of the last of the broken lefties. You know, when they wouldn't allow kids to write with their left hands? Oh. Yeah, my mom's a broken lefty, and my brother's just a mess of a broken lefty. Are you a broken lefty? So, fun fact, because, uh, and folks, there was a period in my, in my life where I once sat at a table in a restaurant with you, my father, and the girl that I was dating at that time, and it was three left-handers and me. <laughs> And I was actually ambidextrous up until fifth grade where they made me choose. Mm. And I chose right-handed to be a normal person. (laughs) (laughs) But they made me, I I have a distinct memory of being taken out into the hallway. And the teacher said, you're taking too long because you're doing every assignment both ways. So please choose one. And it was like like in this moment, like right here, right now. Right now, in in the hallway. In the the hallway. So I don't know if you've ever noticed, but anytime I say something like, oh, I'm just going to write that down, or anytime I joke about like playing the guitar, I do mm-hmm. it with my left hand Oh, to this day. I mean, like, I, if I say I'm going to write something, I will say I'm going to write it with my, I'll make an air gesture with my left hand, and then I will take the pen and put it in my right <laughs> hand and, <laughs> and write it. Boy, you are jacked up. Yeah. The, uh, I, I, uh, one of the other reasons I brought this up was um, I saw that you posted a picture on social media of of getting uh, getting your son on the grind, <laughs> you can't cheat the grind. Little jog what in you, the, in the you sun. Got you got him. You got him running. You got him running. Uh, you got him running hard laps during the midday during the midday heat. So what's funny about that is, so he plays soccer and he plays lacrosse, and we constantly talk about other sports or signing him up for something, and he is adamantly against it. And he will immediately say, I do not want to do that. Don't sign me up for anything else. And do I have to... He's he's a reluctant participant. And he is clearly middle third. Like every single time we sign him up, put him on a team, he is not in the worst group of players. He is not in the best group of players. He is squarely in that middle third of performance or upper middle third um, every once in a while if I get some good practice. But what's funny about that picture is that he was running a lap while I was playing pickleball. Nice. I like the I like the relaxing <laughs> tunes. It's our I'll relaxing z- timer. I'll zoom through this one. I was playing pickleball uh, with uh, a buddy, and he ha- we had him join at the very end. Total natural. Total, total natural. And I said, hey, bud, do you, should we sign you up for some tennis? Would you like to play some tennis? And he said, Maybe. And I was maybe. like, whoa, maybe is like a yes. Maybe is a yes. <laughs> maybe is a yes. And let's be clear. Let's be clear. Tennis players get all the get all the chicks. <laughs> well, so the, the funnier thing about the tennis is our kids are routinely practicing in the middle of winter at Magnuson Park. And mm-hmm. you are outside in the freezing cold as parents because they're still of the age where you have to drive them to the field. But at Magnuson here in Seattle, there is that tennis complex. I don't know if you've ever been to the indoor tennis center at Magnuson. Not that one, no. But it's choice. It has a cafe. It has an upper deck with TVs. 
And you go in there, and all the parents are in there. They've got their laptops out. They're watching the TV. They serve coffee drinks and wine drinks inside there. And every once in a while, they turn their head and they look down on the court when there's a rally. When you can yeah. hear people are getting all excited about something going back and forth, and then they uh-huh. go back to it. Meanwhile, all the soccer parents are outside in their winter coats, <laughs> freezing their, their ass butts off. off, going, I wish my kid really was trying harder to make this not so terrible for me. <laughs> tennis. Go for the tennis. Tennis is the way to go. So I'm definitely going gonna, gonna to follow up on that. We will be at the tennis courts uh, this weekend for you sure. Should, I think I'm going to take up pickleball, come to think of it. I think it's that, awesome. I think the, that... Uh, they, I think our, I think the, I think the park here has the tennis court stripe for pickle, mm-hmm. but you have to play pickle on tennis height nets, which is not really what pickle's about, right? Pickle's no, generally it's a lower, slightly net. lower. Yeah, you, if if only you knew some people in like zoning and parks and stuff like that, <laughs> if you could maybe get yourself squared they away line, with a couple. They, you know, I'll just I'll just play on the I'll just play pickle on the uh, I'll just play pickle on the on the tennis court. It's lined and everything, so. Uh, that might be the that might be the thing to do, but uh, yeah, get him get him to play tennis. I mean, that's a tennis is a tennis is one of those sports again that that is something you'll play longer. Mm-hmm. You'll play you you know you can always you can play tennis well into your into your life as long as you fall into a group of people who play tennis, right? And that's why you should take up the pickleball because routinely the people that we are doubling with at pickleball are like 70-year-old dudes. Yeah. And they are some crafty mother fathers <laughs> with like spin and service and stuff like that that yeah. is just and I'm like like these people roll up into the court next to us and I'm like that guy could barely walk. This is going to be ridiculous. And then you're just like what and is just, going on over there? Shot, just a shot making extravaganza. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. How much how much can I spend on a pickleball racket? <laughs> What's the most expensive one I can buy? <laughs> can I spend three hundred fifty dollars on a on a pickleball racket? I bet a paddle, you could. A pickleball paddle. I bet you could. I think. Can the, I spend five hundred? <laughs> yeah, I bet the the thing you need to remember there though is the frustration. The frustration throw. Bang him on the ground. <laughs> You cannot be serious. You cannot be serious. That, ball, it, that whiffle was clearly on the line. Yeah. Anyway. Kitchen. I was in the kitchen. I was not in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. All right. Segment number two. So uh, just yesterday, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> was it yesterday or was it last year? Was it today? Yesterday? Was it yesterday? It was today. Was it, it was today? Yesterday. Yesterday, um, we fell into this. We fell into this Twitter conversation, um, including you and Ty and maybe some others about just. Well, first I made a <laughs> first I first I first I berated American Outlaws as a as a as a terrible cheap knockoff movie of a far superior movie, which is The Long Riders, the Walter Hill film from 1980. And to be clear, I had a zero problem with that. You can clown American Outlaws as much as you want. I just want to shout at any person not wearing a mask. Y'all want to die? And I want them to understand it's funny. Yes. And serious. Yes. Of course, Ty told me that was a crusty take. (laughs) I think that's an old reference. I think he was calling you an old man. And it's not my fault. You're not watching quality movies from, like, the early 80s. It's not my fault. That's not my fault. But it fell into this into this conversation where I said, um, you know, 
you know, it's it's one of my it's one of my it's it's the Long Riders is one of my top ten, certainly top ten westerns. I said there were probably only five better westerns made since 1980 that are better than the Long Riders, and one of them happened to be Quigley Down Under, <laughs> which which everyone seems excited about because that movie is awesome. Like, there's no time where I come across Quigley Down Under on cable in any way, shape, or form, and I don't not stop and jump into that story wherever it's at and just ride it out to the end because it's awesome. And I always lament that Quigley Down Under needed a sequel only slightly less than The Last Starfighter needed a sequel. (laughs) (laughs) The Last Starfighter still is the the movie that needs a remake, reboot, sequel more than any other movie in the history of film. Sure. And I have news for you. It's going to come in the form of... um, uh, a book called Armada. <laughs> and number two, and number two, Quigley Down Under. These are not crusty takes. These are both. These are both correct takes. These are correct takes. Yes. And so I, I had, I had in my brain, I had come up with this, this, this thing that there should be a trilogy of Quigley Down Under movies, where it's basically the Cowboy Overseas trilogy, where mm-hmm. it's basically Quigley Down Under, and then Hidalgo. <laughs> where Quigley goes to the Middle East to race horses. Horse racing, obviously. And then and then the third is Quigley in the Last Samurai where he has to go to Japan to teach um Japanese soldiers how to shoot, ends up falling in with the the uh, the last set group of samurai and you know takes upon takes the bushido and and you know changes his life and like maybe lives out his his life in a quiet mountain village in Japan. Boom. Being the greatest sword fighter slash sharpshooter in the history of ever. Yes. And the only, the only problem with your, that whole thing is there is no samurai suit of armor that fits Tom Selleck. <laughs> I mean, the Tom Cruise fit makes sense. The, the Tom Selleck fit, yeah, They're going to have to customize a little bit. <laughs> You're a little tall for a samurai, aren't you? You're a little, yeah, 6'3 six, six is probably a little tall for a samurai, or however tall he is. Maybe 6'4. But it got me thinking about... You know what? What should we see in terms of what what things needed a sequel, or what three movies could you string together, or what two or three movies could you string together, and just say, hey, why don't we just put the same characters in this? I I have this again, it's notion in my head that I could make the Three Musketeers that movie. I could make it in every genre. Sure. There's there's no genre you can't make a Three Musketeers movie in, like. The Three Musketeers version of, you know, Asian hitmen or the Three Musketeers of, you know, British spies, you know, British spies, <laughs> the Three Musketeers of New York cops. I mean, like you could you can stamp that you could shove that that idea of the Three Musketeers into every genre, sure. any place in the whole world. It works all the time. Right. right? This is like the diehard the whole diehard concept is this is diehard on a plane, diehard on a train, diehard in a building. Diehard die hard in an ice rink. Yes. Diehard in an ice <laughs> rink is fantastic. Terror record. goes into overtime. But, uh, but yeah, so I was thinking, um, here's, here, let me just start us off with something that, that from, that's fairly recent that I think should have fit together is the, the Godzilla, the last Godzilla movies, which are excellent. I like King of the Monsters. Skull Island? Well, Skull, there are they. Oh, no, I'm thinking Kong. Okay. Kong sorry. Skull Island is in that universe. Okay, because that's the greatest movie yes. ever. 
Kong Skull Island is in the Godzilla universe. They're going to end up meeting. Okay. So that's great. But I also think that the people at Pacific Rim should have got into this universe. Oh, sure. Right? Sure. Because we need giant... We need giant kaiju fighting robots to show up at some point to fight Godzilla and Kong Scott. This, I mean, this is a complete oversight by people. They should have said, wait a minute, you know, Del Toro wants to make a, a giant kaiju fighting robot movie. Can we just fit it into the Godzilla universe and Why not? make this happen? It seemed like a terrible oversight. I think Pacific Rim should be in the in the Godzilla universe. I think it's a I think it's a, a terrible oversight. You could have got, you know, a handful of movies, sure. a handful more movies out of that deal. Can you? So my thought process when you first mentioned this was characters, characters that I want to see again. So I don't necessarily need a sequel, but I want to know the continuation of the arc of that character's story. So the one that came to mind for me was Ben Affleck's character in The Town. Sure. Folks familiar, bank robbery heists, things don't quite go as well as planned. Towards the end, we take off and then magically donates all that money because he's a former hockey player uh, and the rink suddenly can be rejuvenated. And that's the end of the story. Yeah. And then, uh, was that this year that The Way Back comes out? And I'm thinking to myself, oh, Ben Affleck, former basketball star, has to come back to the city and gets, you know, recruited to be the basketball coach. And I was like, couldn't that just have been the continuation? He's disappeared for a while. Things have cooled off. Hockey team needs a hockey coach. Ben Affleck, boom, same character. Right. Instead of a basketball movie, let's make it a hockey movie and let's make it let's make it uh, Ben Affleck's character from boom. the town. I mean, for the record, if anybody's seen The Way Back, it couldn't be any more depressing. My idea couldn't be any more <laughs> depressing than the actual movie truly is. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to wait for that one to sort of come around. Before I watch it. Funny story about that one is uh, the person that I watched that movie with fell asleep. Um, and spoiler alert, there's a point where their team does wins a really big, important game. And this person fell asleep right after that particular sequence. And then his life falls off a cliff again. And she was not aware of all of that part of it. And so she was talking about what a wonderful feel-good story it was. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to make you rewatch that movie. And she was like, oh... <laughs> Oh, it's not one of those Disney feel-good movies. Okay. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, along the cowboy, along the cowboy theme. So apparently the origin, the original, not the original, but the latest version of the Lone Ranger that came out. Ooh. <laughs> okay. It's it's a little messed up. A little problematic areas it's, there. It's got it's, but originally it was it was made to be a werewolf movie. You know how you know how you know how Tonto talks about the Wendigo and okay. how nature's out of balance. Sure. I mean it was meant to be I mean because it's made by the same people who made Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> it was made to be they 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 were going to make it a supernatural type of type of genre film. Because it's hard to get Johnny Depp to act like a weirdo. I mean, that's right. a, that's Which a is, But it's it makes total perfect sense that you would make a cowboy movie horror genre movie like sort of like just like pirates of the caribbean so if they stuck to their guns and actually made a werewolf movie which makes perfect sense because lone ranger silver bullets the whole thing just the whole thing works out okay then you could have a supernatural fantasy trilogy of cowboy movie which would be awesome so the second movie 
So my second, my second Lone Ranger movie, if they had given me the reins of this, would have been very similar to From Dust Till Dawn. It would have been a, fi- it would have been a vampire movie. Okay. Nice. Which would be pretty awesome. I think, I think, uh, I think maybe like Mesoamerican, again, think, think border Mesoamerican vampire Lone Ranger movie. <laughs> I, the mind spins. It's very exciting. The, the trilogy caps off with a, uh, with um, the Lone Ranger, but it's Cowboys versus Aliens. But Cowboys versus Aliens, yes, the one that we made. Okay, okay. So Cowboys versus Aliens as a Lone Ranger movie, as the third movie in that trilogy of my cowboy supernatural fantasy trilogy. <laughs> so pretty, yeah. At some point, he's like, "Wait a minute! All I got supernatural creatures, and now I got aliens. And I still just have this six six, six shot sure, pistol right. revolver. I got, I've got, yeah. But it would have been, it would have been very much two gun." Go, and I could have got Harrison Ford maybe to be in <laughs> Lone Ranger versus Aliens, which would have wow. been which would have been pretty sweet. It's this pretty sweet deal. I was watching Cowboys and Aliens. I've watched it a few times <laughs> over the past month because it's been on. This is the guilty admissions part of the program. No, I, 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 I have I'm not guilty about any of this even remotely. <laughs> the only thing that's relatively shocking about that movie is at the end. Spoiler alert. For people uh, who haven't seen Cowboy vs. Aliens. 2011. <laughs> the, the alien spaceship is taking off and going out into space before they blow it up. But they blow it up. The, the, the visual for that spaceship exploding is exactly the Space Shuttle Challenger explosion. Oh. It's, it's almost exactly. If you... Go did, look it up later. Go. Did they reuse the footage? No, but oh. it is shockingly, it is shockingly the same. Like whatever special effects director. Hey, all right. Whatever special directs special effects director who was in charge of that explosion recreated the Challenger explosion. Wow. It's That's shocking. A choice. I, I remember thinking the same thing years ago when I saw it in the theater. But as I've been watching it this month, every time it gets there, it's like I just I watch it and I just cannot believe it. I like, I like really, no huh. one, no one, no one saw this. Anyway, yeah, it's, they it's, need the VP of Common Sense there. But I, I have the, uh, I have the secret sauce as to why you love Cowboys and Aliens. Um. Yes. Do you know what it is? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not the. It's not the other obvious reason why you probably love that movie. Daniel it's, Craig. No. Nope. His abs. <laughs> he's good it's you know getting up on that horse is a, a workout in and of itself no right. it's it's actual a- actor brothers cast as character brothers so matthew taylor and cooper taylor which is a shout out to the cowboy movie you started this with with the long riders and i want you to name all of the actual actor brothers playing brother brothers in the movie okay the jameses are uh Stacy Keach and um, <laughs> if you can name Stacy Keach's brother, um, I don't know James Keach. It is James Keach. Yeah. Jesse James played by James Keach. Jesse James. So the Keach brothers played. Keech then brothers. the youngers. The youngers are played by the Carradines. Yeah, all three. And it's Robert. Revenge of the Roots. Robert. There you go. Kung Fu David, and then. Keith Carradine, who is the uh, who's also in Cowboys and Aliens. Nice. Oh, another tie-in. Okay, so now and you then, got two. And then the Miller brothers 
are played by the Quaid boys. <laughs> yes. Randy and Dennis. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That is a really great movie. There's the one way. more. There's one more set of brothers? There's uh-huh. another Quaid? The Fords. Charlie and Bob Ford are played by Christopher and Nicholas Guest. Oh, my gosh. I had no yeah. idea. Boom. That's, that's the ones that... They're not top bill. <laughs> they, they are not. Sadly. Anyway, anyway, worth checking out if, it, if you stumble across it. Yes. If we were in charge of Hollywood, it would be so much better. Yes. Exactly. And then we'd also have a sex ring that we'd set up. But that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's beside the point. <laughs> Shout out to your boy Weinstein. <laughs> All right. Segment number three. I can't do one of these. I can't host one of these without doing a quiz for my for it's, it's for guests a, for guests especially. But for Ty, Ty, by the way, shout out to Ty for that amazing spelling performance he gave last I week. I listened to that incredulously, and I say that knowing right now I might struggle to spell incredulously. <laughs> I mean, did he did he get any wrong? He didn't get any no, wrong, right? No, he got them all Jesus right. Beans. I'm gonna go get. Whatever your quiz is, I'm going to get them all wrong so I can say I was equally perfect. Dibs. <laughs> that's, like, that's like somebody says, I never got a B in high school. Well, neither did I. Yeah. Anyway. All right. But this week, since we're talking about movies, I have the AFI, the American Film Institute. How do I get a job at the American Film Institute? Anyway, they, they have a uh, top 100 quotes. Um. And so I thought I'd give you I, I thought I'd give you a run through this uh, quote list. So I'll just give you the quote. And in the case where I can do the voice, I will give you the voice, Ooh, wow. <laughs> which, which might help you. Um, and uh, so you, I'll just give you the line. And you just give me the you give me the, the title of the movie. Sure. Okay. So number one, I'll just go one to 100 or as far as we can get here in 10 minutes. All right. So this one first, one, like some of these are layups. So these are this first one is uh frankly my dear I don't give a damn. So that would be that would be the racially sensitive gone with the wind. Back by the way reinstated with a with a uh, with a disclaimer now. Really? Uh huh. Your Bill Cosby esque disclaimer. Yeah, they 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 asterisked it. Nice. All right. Here we go. Number two. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> your your Brando is fantastic. Thank uh, you. Godfather. All right. Brando comes back. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a bum, which is what I am. Oh, I see. The, the sad part is I know that that's Brando, but I can't remember the name of that movie because it's like a 50s movie, right? It is a 50s movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is a it's little the, bit before my time. It might be the only non-other Godfather. Okay, there are two there two, now. There are, okay, three Godfa- three <laughs> non-Godfather Brando movies that I know. This Wait, is one no, of- no. What's our pet movie with Matthew Broderick? What's it? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that movie. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, I don't. I know. I know. Island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> okay. I know. I know. Apocalypse. Apocalypse now. And I know this one. It's on the waterfront. Uh, okay. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Right. Here's looking at you, kid. Uh, uh, sorry, Casablanca. Very good. Go ahead, make my day. <laughs> Dirty Harry. Yeah, it's, I'll give you that. It's it actually comes from Sudden Impact. From oh, Harry, but it is a dirty. It is a sure. dirty hair. It's it is. Uh, you get that one. 
Oh, here's a here's a classic, and I don't even know if I knew the name of this particular movie. But all right, Mister Deville, I'm ready for my close up. Oh, see, in my brain, I always think that's bref- Breakfast at Tiffany's. No, it's not, is it? No. no. Yeah, I don't. I do not know that one. All right, that is Sunset Boulevard. Okay, uh, and again, I'm not sure. decade. Uh, 1950. Okay. <laughs> so I'm O for on the 1950s ones, but I'm doing decently on anything not in 1950. Right. Yes, Excellent. you're doing great. There's okay. a lot of 1950 floating around. In this, in this. That's going to be a problem a, for me. There's a lot of famous. There's a lot of famous stuff going on. May the force be with you. <laughs> uh, Star Wars. <laughs> Very good. I, w- I was going to think for just a second. I was like, oh God, is, could that be a trick question? It doesn't show up until Jedi. <laughs> No, they lead. They pretty much lead with that. Nice. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Uh, Ni- nineteen fifty. <laughs> <laughs> film from nineteen fifty. It's all about Eve. Okay, like I, was, I was going to ask if we had an adult movie section there. No, no. no. Okay, so again, right, for you're doing you're doing good. You're doing good. Yeah, you're over the nineteen fifties, which is not, which is what was the Wizard of Oz? Nineteen forty something. Oh well, darn. <laughs> oh, 19. <laughs> Wizard of Oz is 1939. Oh, well. Can you believe that? Okay, then. All right. You talking to me? Taxi? Taxi driver. Taxi. <laughs> Taxi's a totally different Taxi. movie. <laughs> yeah, Judd Hirsch <laughs> said, that show, said that on TV. He said, no, is, he said that it? to Jeff Conway. He said, Jeff Conway, you, Kanicki, you talking to me? Isn't there a Queen Latifah <laughs> and um, what's his face from Saturday Night Live? Taxi? Uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon? Yeah. No. Yes. It I came from DC Cab. DC Cab DC is Cab. obviously the greatest <laughs> oh, cab movie Mr. T. Yes. ever. Absolutely. <laughs> what we've got here is a failure to communicate. Oh, cool hand loop. That's, yeah. Oh, very good. Not 1950s. I, 1960s, 1967, right? 1967. Yeah, there, we go. there you go. I'm good I now. love the smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> I believe we already covered a Pocky Clips. Pocky Clips now. Yes, very good. Love means never having to say you're sorry. Oh. Pfft. Nope. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert, Ali McGraw dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then I'm sorry. It's Love Story from 1970. Okay. All right. The stuff that dreams are made of. Who knows? This is 19... I'll just... This is the Maltese Falcon from... Falcon. I said Falcon like that. Like, it's the Millennium Falcon. There you go. The Maltese Falcon. You think they call it that? The Falcon. The The Maltese Falcon. Falcon. That one's like the Caribbean, Caribbean one for me. Right. It's only pronounced one way in a certain... It's Pirates of the Caribbean. But if I were to take a trip, I'm going to the Caribbean. Correct. Yeah. Same Falcon. thing with the Falcon. A, <laughs> the Falcon. I can't even say Falcon anymore. It's like the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I can't even <laughs> that say would be funny. Falcon. <laughs> Professor Falcon. <laughs> E.T. Phone Home. <laughs> hmm. Answers in the titles. Seems like a give, Seems like a bit of a giveaway. Correct. Uh, well, actually, I guess technically I need to know what E.T. stands for to give you the yes. correct answer. It's the extraterrestrial. Yes. E.T. colon the extraterrestrial. They call me Mr. Tibbs. Your Sidney Poitier impression is quite nice, and I actually do know In the Heat of the Night, because I did watch the TV show. Oh, Carol O'Connor classic. Nice. Rosebud. <laughs> Again, not in the 1950s, so I'm in good shape with... Uh, is and is this typically regarded as like the greatest film of all time in Citizen Kane? Some people, supposedly? some people say, some people say that. Some yeah. people argue that. Those people are not me, but it is Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, 
Made it, Ma. Top of the world. Oh, that's brutal. Because I can, because I've seen the scene. Because it's in another film. Is it in New Jack City? It's New Jack. They're watching the film, and I don't know what the film. No, I don't know. But is it Jimmy Stewart? Known. Maybe. Yeah, White Heat from uh, 1949. Sure. Yeah. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take it anymore. Network. Yeah. Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Wow, they get two. They get two. How many? What number are we on? Twenty. Two in the top twenty. The top twenty for Casablanca. Yeah. A census taker once tried to test me. (laughs) I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. (laughs) Did you? I did. I I can't do that very well. Silence of the Lambs. Funny story. I worked at Blockbuster in college, and uh, I was I for whatever reason requested the standee of Silence of the Lambs. (laughs) And had it in my bedroom, and it oh, was God. the most fright. The um, the the Death's Head moth was like a, cle- a a brown, clear plastic, so the light carried through that. So even if your room was dark, <laughs> like the God. moth's head lit up, and it was like you're not what? gonna have any guests here. Right? Bro. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> I didn't get to make out with any girls that year. I had to throw <laughs> that thing. Out. I had to throw that thing out. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. Bond. James Bond. <laughs> oh, but the trick is when the first the first the first James Bond movie, nineteen sixty three, is Oh God. Casino Royale? Casino like the original Casino Royale. No no. Not the latest one. <laughs> it's James not Bond. The, I don't know which yeah. I don't know which one. Not the Eva Green classic uh uh oh. Casino Royale. No. Alright. Uh, this Which one's Doc one? Doctor No. Doctor okay. No was the first. Is Doctor No Bond. the first? The first James uh-huh. Bond? Oh, because I actually well, read James there's Bond. a there's like a there's like a no there might it's the first Sean Connery one. Is it the very very first James Bond movie? I don't know. There might be yeah, some. yeah because I could have sworn like Her Majesty's Secret Service or something. there's something like there's some other dude floating around there. Okay. There's no place like home. Oh wow! Another doubler. I Wizard know, of Oz right? again. Okay. So apparently about, Wizard of Oz and Casablanca are the only quotable movies. I'm going to bypass the next Sunset Boulevard quote. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. I'm big. It's the pictures that got small. That's from Sunset Boulevard, 1950. Show me the money. Nice. Is this our most contemporary? So Silence of the Lambs. 19, what? This is uh, number 25. It might be our, our most contemporary. Goodness gracious. Now. Yeah. Jerry Maguire. Great movie. Why don't you come up and see me? <laughs> Why don't you come up sometime and see me? Oh my God! I don't know the name. <laughs> Just of the give movie. me the actress. Just give me the. I don't. I wouldn't it's, have known the name. Um, of the movie. what is her name? Um, oh crap! I know her. Um, uh, Mae West. Mae West. Very good. Okay. By the way, it's probably going to be our last one. But there's this. <laughs> You remember this? There's an old SNL skit. Well, not that old, but has Melissa McCarthy in it. And Melissa McCarthy Does she eat is, all the mayonnaise. No, <laughs> she plays this. She plays this. This sort of knockoff, second tier Mae West. Like it's set up like oh, one of I those feel old. Like I remember that. And she keeps falling down the stairs. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> and, and her catchphrase is uh, is. Um, Oh god, what is a catchphrase? It's like, why don't you come upstairs and see me up there sometime? (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. And then she keeps falling down the stairs. It is one of the most hilarious. It's one of those hilarious uh, SNL skits ever. It's hey, 
So I'd 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 uh I'd have you look that one up. It's uh something called I think it's like Lulu Lulu Diamonds is the name of the the skit. And nice. it's it's a it makes me cry laughing. It's so funny. And uh Sudeikis plays the 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 like the AFI host. <laughs> like who's talking who talks about it is like it's so good. So was, good. All right. I always, hey. I always love the deadpan host. So out of 25 Let's go. Let's, let's. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Eighteen of the top twenty-five. So just to prove the earlier theorem, is that a B plus? Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> all of the ones you missed, well, from the nineteen fifties. <laughs> it was a bad decade for me. Not I'm going to go ahead and but, admit it was a bad yeah. movie watching decade for me. All right. Well, I think you did. I think you did pretty well. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. Well, you know what part of the show this is. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! Ready. <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Whoop! <laughs> I don't know. There's something yeah, you, in there. You did, that, you did that great. All right. So, since Ty's not here to read the calendar, I thought I would just g- grab a, just an internet, some internet ones. Nice. Uh, so I'll give you a few of these. These are well. We don't know what these are going to be good. I don't even know. I'm just going to read them. <laughs> I passed all my courses except for Greek mythology. That's always been my Achilles elbow. Oh. <laughs> Name two different structures that hold water. Well, damn. <laughs> Which I think is a pretty good joke. There you go. My dad didn't love me as a child, but I don't really blame him. I wasn't born until he was an adult. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. My wife is furious at our next door neighbor who sunbathes topless in her backyard. Personally, I'm on the fence. <laughs> Fair. Fair. That's accurate. Ac- accurate. Accurate. I think it's a great idea to wear two different deodorants, one under each armpit. But that's just my two cents. By the way, dad joke app crushing the calendar people. I was gonna say like, right out, it's... right out of the right out of the gate. These 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 folks are doing doing a heck of a job. These are exponentially better. I don't know about multiplying against fractions again. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, there's a it's there's a the people at joke calendar. They're just I don't know who they're hiring at joke lazy. calendar. Lazy, but, lazy, but joke app. Um, hey, doing pretty good. Nice. All right. Did you bring us a joke this week? I brought you two jokes. Awesome. Um, and then I was going to I was going to turn the quiz tables on you Ooh. on the dad jokes. So I'm going to give you my two. Um, and I have the benefit of uh, in the neighborhood that I live, the gas station on 45th, the Chevron that's not too far away from your old favorite. Uh, mcdonald's location got it it's no longer there but there's a chevron just short of that they love to put up punny signs so occasionally i oh. take pictures of them um so the first one and this is, I, again i apologize I, I uh i i subscribe to your theory that you don't make up dad jokes or you just you run across them once so yes. if these are repeats my apologies but uh i did a theatrical performance on puns it was a play on words good Solid. I hate Russian dolls. They're so full of themselves. 
I was watching the the uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice the other day. That movie is really good. <laughs> little shout out, little shout out to Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah, the Nicolas Cage classic, the Monica Bellucci classic. <laughs> Okay, so for the All second right. half of Dad Jokes of the Week, we're going to go a little blue, and we're going to see like if it. Chris is better at predicting the punchline on the blue humor. For dirty jokes, I'm going to be better. I, I assume. <laughs> it might be, I might be too dirty. I, I'm going to try and keep. I'm going to try and keep us in the light blue, well, as opposed we'll to. We'll see. You know, we'll see. We'll see where it takes me. Kay. I can only. I can only go where I'm. I feel let. Okay, so we're going to give. We're going to give about five of these a try. Okay. Right off the bat, we're going to start. Uh, why does a mermaid wear seashells? I don't know. Because she outgrew her bee shells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I was, I was, I was impressed right off the bat. I mean, I think maybe yeah. that's the problem with the dad jokes is uh, yeah. you need to kind right. of give it into your base urges there. I know. All right. Okay. Now I got to get myself in the right mindset here. Okay. Okay. Here we go. You got to take the the maturity down a little. Okay. Yeah. What's the difference yeah. between a pickpocket and a peeping tom? Hmm. One takes your wallet, and the other. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't even know if I can finish this one. One snatches your watch. <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> oh, God. That is terrible. <laughs> so, these folks are doing a better job. Yeah, this, the <laughs> oh, we should have dirty. We should have dirty dad jokes. I'm telling you. All right. Okay. <laughs> Number three. How do you make your girlfriend scream during sex? Come on the curtains. <laughs> uh, correct answer. Call and tell her about it. Oh. Oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> that that also will do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> What does the sign on an out-of-business brothel say? Oh, God. Um, on out of... Um, go ahead. Beat it. We're closed. <laughs> Last one. A man goes to a $10 sex worker and contracts crabs. When he goes back to complain, the sex worker laughs and says, Crabs are $12 a pound. <laughs> You're in the right ballpark. What do you expect for $10? Lobster? Well, there you go. <laughs> wow. Those... <laughs> we need dirty. Yes. Well, we need dirty. We need dirty uh, dad jokes every, oh. every so often. I'm sorry, there's a bonus one. And I'm sorry, it's it's two on three branded. Oh, okay. What is the difference between a G-spot and a golf ball? (laughs) You can hit a golf ball. (laughs) (laughs) But you can make your own joke here. A guy will actually search for a golf ball. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. That's a a tremendous offering this evening, Josh. Good work. There we go. 
Dirty Dad hey, Jokes of the Week. Dirty Dirty Dad Jokes of the Week. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, instead of the woo, you get the woo. <laughs> well, I hope you all enjoyed that. Anyway. Well, I mean, so Ty's, I don't know. He just, he was, he was again, just, I don't know. He was just worn out. He's, he'd done like a lot of shows in a row. So he, he needed a break. So we don't begrudge him that, but uh, I'm, he'll be back next week. Uh, but anyway, thanks for listening to the two on three pod where we hope to help you live a more self-examined life. What? You, you have something, Josh? There's, is there time for an OT? Oh, am I wrapping up the show? I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have premature rap. I do. I think no, the Dirty we, Dad Jokes we, of the Week got you a little... Uh, I, know, I was like, I'm headed for the door. <laughs> it's, it's not going to get any better than this. <laughs> oh, up, I gotta, my God. I got to end on that golf ball joke. I was just... <laughs> it's funny because I... Every time I've hosted the show, I blow the ending. Like, I just murder it. So finally I wrote it down so Ty wouldn't give me just a bunch of crap about it the next week. And then I started too early. I was all all excited that I'd written it down. But you're right. We do have overtime. Overtime. All right. So this week, uh, our friends at Reasons Are, uh, or at Reasons Are Masturbatable, um, took a quick look back at their single life. Like, what it was like to to live before the women in our lives straightened us out. <laughs> and, me, and I'm not really sure, you know, of course, I think, I don't think there's any question that my wife made me a more responsible adult, but the, uh, but um, being a, being a single guy in, uh, in Portland, which was, you know, the height of my singletude um, was, uh, was a lot of fun. You were there. Matt was there. Um, and so it was, it was, it was good times all the time, but, uh, I know that, uh, <laughs> that, that today there was an announcement that one of the, one of our hangs is going out of business. Yes. I was inspired. I saw a tweet that someone had said that, uh, the montage in Portland, uh, was not going Bist- to make bistro, it. Bistro, bistro, bistro montage. Bistro montage, <laughs> which was definitely a late night of the two places we would go late night. And for the life of me, I cannot think of the n- Holman's Holman's. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the other one. Is it Holman's <laughs> spin the wheel, make a deal Spin the wheel uh, montage. If we were trying to keep it classy and Holman's, if it was like, no, these people are cool. They will totally go to a dive place with us. Yeah. Was that yeah. correct? Yeah. And, and Holman's was, was kind of near where we lived. Mm-hmm. So it was good to get, a two a, a a two a.m. a two a.m. omelet in your gut, and then crawl into bed by four. <laughs> yes, but we were inspired to kind of relive and think about. So I was thinking uh, that it would be kind of amusing to talk a little bit about some of the um, the best laid plans, uh, so to speak. I feel like some of us approached uh, dating and single life kind of willy nilly. That would be maybe me, and some of us had kind of a system. I did have a system. So, well, first of all, I don't know. If I don't know if I've talked about this before, but so first of all, there's there were two there were two there were two notable traditions in my single life. One being Friday night at the Driftwood Room at the Mallory Hotel. We would we would go to the Mallory. I don't think it's there anymore. No, but we used to go in there every Friday night 
and get drink. Ruthie, remember Ruthie? Ruthie was like 112 years old. She'd probably been smoking at least 100 of those years. Yes. She had Ru- smoked nonstop that entire time. <laughs> but the the best part of the Mallory, the Driftwood Room experience at the Mallory is we would go there straight from work because nobody wants to go home and change or work no, out or some no. other ridiculousness. Not on a Friday. And we could be there anywhere from an hour before people started hitting us up with plan ideas to three hours. And we would be having stale popcorn. And <laughs> that popcorn came out of the same container all the time. <laughs> Just a bottomless container of shit popcorn. The, the popcorn was as old as Ruthie. <laughs> Let's be clear. She made it when she was young. Um, but the best part was no matter how long we were there or how much vodka we had, it was always $18. <laughs> Every single like I never ever did not pay with a twenty dollar bill and a couple ones. Ruthie, I mean, it was... Ruthie just Ruthie just like she didn't want to add anymore. She just was like, just <laughs> like I don't, to, I can't add up after the second drink. I just, right, I it's like you boys just drink until you're done, and it'll be eighteen dollars a piece plus tip. It's fine. Ruthie, Ruthie, okay. can Ruthie talk? Yeah, Ruthie talked like this. No, anyway. the drift, the driftwood room was the jump. Yeah. And it was centrally located, right. downtown Portland. We could get to northwest. We could get to southeast relatively easy. People knew where to come find us, actually. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we were like the norm and uh, yeah. Cliff Cliff and, yeah, exactly. We just, we, we just, I love, I love that. And, you know, that was back when you could smoke indoors, too. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Which is all good, except for the one time that I bought you those uh, unfiltered. Accidentally, because I I didn't know any better. Josh comes back with cigarettes unfiltered. It's like, like, I'm going to die drinking. I'm going to die faster smoking these. I don't even know if I was able to smoke. I don't even know how cowboys do it. Anyway, (laughs) the uh, but then the other thing was, and I think this is what you're getting at, is the Chris Villasenor serial dating, the serial date. Wait, are you saying that there are some young women in Portland that went on the same date with you? They, the, <laughs> more than one. <laughs> now, I, I recommend this to all the, and perhaps we've covered this ground Your before, but it's, it's worth, but it's worth mentioning again because it was, it's very important that, that you as a, as a, as a person, as a, especially as a young man, have a plan. So when you're dating, it's very important because a lot of guys will say, Oh, I met this really this girl and she's really awesome and then you take her to like a big expensive dinner and then all of a sudden like you find out it's dud. Like it's not going to go anywhere and you've spent all this money on drinks and really nice dinner and you're like this is dumb. This I shouldn't have done it. Or even even more potential the self-sabotage of, "Oh, I don't know, what do you want to do?" Oh yeah, no, no, no girl good. likes the indecisive guy. No, no, yeah, you got to know where you're going. So, I had set up a series of dates. One through six. <laughs> how, uh, how positive thinking of you. <laughs> how confident well, of you. <laughs> no, it's not about me. It's about her. Like, and each date was, was set up in a, such a way that, that would, it, would bring out, it would bring out like deal breakers. So, Forcing decisions. So the, fir- so the first, the first, God, this, how can I never, I can't remember the name of the place now. It was, it was, it was like, it was near, it was, where was the karaoke joint? <sighs> Grand Cafe. The Grand Cafe. Like down, the, it was north of the Grand Cafe, about a block and a half. And it was a, it was like a really easy breezy place. We used to meet there all the time for drinks and just easy eats. 
Is it a McMenamins? No, it wasn't. It was just I forget the name of it. But it was okay. it was but the first date was a very easy breezy get to know you kind of thing. Sure. Very yeah. I thought your I thought that place was over by where Simon's Loft was. Your first no. date place was that Okay. No. Sorry. First date easy breezy. Easy breezy. The second date was a little more of a complex menu, like a weirdo menu, because if 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 my date could not deal with a weirdo menu, that was that was definitely a deal breaker. Sure. So oftentimes it was Moomoo's. Oh, remember nice. the menu? Remember the oh. menu at Moomoo's? Oh yeah. Odd, right? <laughs> is that place still there? Eclectic. Eclectic, perhaps is better. But it was an odd. It was odd, and that was you know, and then and then. Um, and then the VQ, the veritable quandary, mm-hmm. which was hilarious because that's a little slightly more upscale. It's a, that's the that's the slightly more upscale date. And then um, VQ story aside, I took my wife, who I was sort of seeing at the time, to the VQ, and the and the, and the matron is like, "It's so nice to see you again. It's so, it's so nice to, so nice hey, to see you again, sir." It's like, hey, "Thanks, fella. I come here a lot." I was like, "We're just getting dessert tonight." Coffee, <laughs> coffee, dessert. Anyway, he didn't give you the. Oh, it's good to see you again, sir. Oh, yeah, we have we your table ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, young lady, we haven't met. <laughs> we haven't. He brings all his young ladies here. <laughs> I like. I a lot of a lot of young ladies made it to the VQ date because I liked eating there. There you go. So they just sort of got then. I'm gonna carry them along. I'm gonna, right, I'm, and then there's I like think then, you didn't pass the again, deal breaker, but and then I'm there's like an outdoor date, and then there's like a sports kind of date. I mean, I, again, you just want to make sure that the person you're courting, sure, um, is cool with the things that you like to do. And again, to have a plan, to have it mapped out, to know how much you're going to spend, because th- that's also a very important part of being a young man and dating is like you don't sure. you want to make sure that you're spending an appropriate amount of money. You're not just breaking the bank right out of the gate. Only mm-hmm. to find yourself going, what am I doing here? So, take my advice, young men who are listening to this particular girls. You don't, young women, you don't have to listen. But <laughs> young men, map out, map out some dates, map out a series of dates. This is find the find the deal breakers, find them early, and then you won't have to. Then you won't have to torture yourself down the road. Yeah, you took the Albert Einstein wardrobe approach here in the sense of I, I'm taking some of the thought process out of it so I can focus on the other more important things. Right. I'm and just I'm, I'm on this date to enjoy myself, but I'm looking for that one. I'm looking for the one red flag. Nice. And if, and if the red flag appears, you know, maybe she makes out with me and I never call her back again. <laughs> <laughs> Or, 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 I, or I cut her loose and I go meet up with my friends later or where, I, or, where would you or find I marry them? them. <laughs> but where would you know to go? Oh, they're at the Driftwood Room. <laughs> they're at the Driftwood Room. <laughs> they're the, what was the other place on like, not on 23rd, but on 21st, that shitty bar? I dare say Ringler's or Blue Moon. Ringler's? Ringler's was the frat above the Crystal Ballroom. That or no, 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 no. It was like a shitty, it was like a shitty like square box of a bar that was uh, that was like on 21st. We used to hang out there all the time. Hmm. God, my I Portland. immediately think Blue Portland. Moon if I think. You know what's funny? Because I, I think, why can't I remember this? And I remember that Portland was 20 years ago. <laughs> 21 years ago so I lived there. It's a little bit of time. Jesus. So since we revealed one for you, I was going to go ahead and uh, cop to a line. <laughs> 
yes. may or may not have used more than once myself when queried by young women about what's your favorite body part. <laughs> and this is not along, not not too different from your have a plan, have a, a way to go. Is yes. that um, I was always prepared for this particular question with, in hindsight, what's probably the most cheesy ridiculous one but at the time i will say was mildly successful the neck uh-huh. because it then prompted a follow-up question because there's oftentimes an expectation if a girl asks you what your favorite body part is it's going to be one of three specific area answers and you say neck and they're curious why the neck and i was like because the neck connects the head and the heart and i need oh. your head <laughs> to convince your heart or I need your heart to convince your head that you're really into me. That is tremendous. <laughs> that, is, that is just the, the kind of the just the kind of bullshit you'll say in a bar setting that that you can deliver like like you could deliver just bang like I can deliver that line and it, and it, and in a bar and it like works like if you're like a shitty twenty five year old like why not why wouldn't you why wouldn't you just why wouldn't you just toss that into the ring? That's yeah. just, my, my, my favorite thing was, what's your favorite, the, your favorite color? Which was, and if you have a feel for fabric, you would just say whatever fabric she was wearing is my favorite color. And you would like, you would like, you would like grab her sleeve. There you go. What is this? Velvet? <laughs> yeah, velvet's my favorite color. Yes. Yes. I like these it. Are, these are, these are all, these are all tried and true. I, if you're still listening, this is gold we're giving you. This is like gold. I, I would like to I would like to mentor someone. I'd like to mentor. I'm gonna put this out there. If you're in your twenties, maybe early thirties, if you're older than that, I can't help you. <laughs> but you're like, it's like the you're it's like the it's like the reverse Ryan Gosling. It's like the reverse. You know how Ryan Gosling yep. helps. You know, like why Crazy. never wear New Balance. Never, <laughs> never wear the New Balance. The uh, I'm ready to mentor you. If you're in your twenties, mid to late twenties, and you're not having a lot of good luck. I'm ready to mentor. I'm ready to mentor a young a young man and get him squared away so that he can, you know, get his life going. Okay. So I'm gonna meld like every single thing we've talked about put that plus out your work experience. It's the app. And it's not unlike let's say um, something that rhymes with varsity tutors <laughs> which would be mentor dating mentors on call and available kind of a little hitch, a little Cyrano de Bergerac, yeah. all of those melded together where they just, boop, need a quick little a bit of assistance. I, Who's I online? I need Villa's help. Online. Villa's online to help. I'm here to help. I'm not doing anything anyway. Like, I'm here to help you. <laughs> That's all. That's all. I, I want to see you do well. I want to see you find, you know, I want to see you young young people find each other. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to put that out there. Reach out to me, at CD Villasenor. There you on go. Twitter, <laughs> DM me, <laughs> throw a follow, and, and all right, is that it? Is that the show? I believe. I mean, can no. you can you finish higher on that? <laughs> I don't. Unless, so. I mean, unless you have some other secret admission that you want to make. No, not really. Not yeah. really. All right, there we go. Well, thanks for listening to Two on Three Pod, where we hope to help you live a more self-examined life. Please follow us on Twitter at Two on Three Pod and hit subscribe on your favorite pod platform. We'll be back next week with more shenanigans, and until then. Peace.